to this week's episode of Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro. I'm Hope Katz Gibbs, producer of the show on the Incandescent Radio Network and Incandescent TV. Today's guest is Michael Hakaram, founder of Empowered Portfolios and Glenwood Financial Partners. He has nearly 30 years of experience in private wealth management and custom portfolio design and has built award-winning financial technologies for security research and portfolio management. That all sounds very complicated and technical, and I'm going to kick it over to Rita to learn more. Well, thank you so much. And Michael, here's to celebrating you, and thank you for joining us with Margaritas with Margarita. So we're just going to jump right into this. What inspired you to pursue your career and join the financial advice and wealth management profession? Well, thank you for having me, first of all. I appreciate that. And it's awesome to be here. So uh, what inspired me, you know, I'm very fortunate that I came from a background of military, healthcare, and first responders. Those were the people that were in my life and surrounding me and always being an advocate for other people and thinking about things like uh, stewardship for others. So that's what really gave me a great foundation. But, um, you know, I don't really like needles. And my mother was sort of adamant that I didn't go into the military. So I was fortunate, too, that at the age of eight, uh, someone who was in the Army gave me a book, uh, Stock Market for Kids. So that started to get me interested in financial markets. And then that even led into in high school. I remember my senior research paper was on systematic and unsystematic risk, like really exciting stuff for a high schooler, right? So I was already sort of interested in that. And then when I went into uh, college, I did study finance and economics. And it was great because finance gives you such the ability to do marketing and psychology and productions and operations and so many different things that you get to dip your toes in and hands. And then from there, just having great mentors, uh, one mentor in particular really was involved in financial markets and the stock market and the bond market, commodities, gold miners, all these sorts of things that seem really exciting. And so that's really what uh, married it all together, really that passion for people and helping people, but then also just uh, loving to learn and having that intellectual curiosity and really finance and economics allows you to look at a really a wide array of things. That's so fascinating that you discover this early on and you're able to pursue your passion. What has been your biggest challenge um, that you've encountered in your work as well as your career and how have you addressed it? Yeah, so I would sort of break that down into three main parts. There's really a foundational part, which is when I came out of school, which was right at the tail end of the savings and loan crisis, uh, Gulf War One recession. So this is early 90s. And I took a position with a company. It was really a regional powerhouse in asset management, corporate banking and finance, uh, as well as the beginnings of private wealth management. And uh, just being kind of a young sponge wanting to do a little bit of everything, I got involved in helping to uh, bring on what they had these training programs for new brokers or I think at the time it really was just still called brokers or financial consultants was was really kind of a new thing. And really, I have to be honest with you, some of the people that I met, I would never 
trust with with anything, right? They may have been selling used cars uh, the week before. Um, just you know, that was kind of the nature of what was going on. It was still a lot more sales oriented and, and sort of that manufacture and mass distribute type of atmosphere. And uh, still things like sales contests for selling mutual funds and, and getting free golf balls and all that was really still the environment. And that was a real challenge because I was really gung ho about getting into this industry. And like I said before, helping people and really mission driven. And then I run into the people that are going to be on the front lines with clients. And it was really disheartening, to be honest with you. So major decision for me, and I really thought about it a lot. And I said, you know what? These people are going to have clients work with families. And so instead of sort of running the other way, I kind of decided to double down and really help these people because no matter their primary motivation, which in most cases was money for themselves, still, uh, I felt like if I could give them the best advice and that they in turn could use for clients, that that was the best thing that I could do. So that was really step one. Step two was, I, I used to do this presentation uh, throughout the country really, and it would one of my slides was, if knowledge is power, then technology is the plug. And again, in the early 90s, barely anyone even had AOL. You remember the old dial-up sounds and things like that, right? So that was really at the beginning, but I realized early the power of technology to connect people to knowledge. And I was very fortunate going back to being a sponge that uh, I had a colleague who was really into building an intranet for our firm. And so sort of a grassroots movement to even imagine this back then to convince the firm to invest in the internet or an intranet or these ways of delivering information and advice, et cetera. And so that was something that uh, was a big challenge to try to take that on and really convince management and others to put money into building out an internet. And that was a very successful challenge that we kind of overcome. In fact, we became a Microsoft case study they sent out engineers from Seattle. I mean, they were like rock stars at the time when they arrived to give us 100 hours of free coding and all this sort of thing. So that was really neat because, you know, after all, we're not trying to just manufacture and distribute. As I said before, there is this thing we call a fiduciary standard where you're supposed to put clients best interest above that of you and your firm. And I think using technology to do that was really where I was going. And that was certainly you know a challenge. And then lastly, I would just say that even in a fiduciary environment, there are still challenges. And for me, that was a major crossroads in my career. I uh, worked with some folks for about 20 years, and we came to a fork in the road and parted ways. And uh, that was a massive challenge to just really fight for what I believed in, again, from the very beginning of what I learned from military, healthcare, first responders. And that was to really just advocate for people. I really do love that. And thank you so much for sharing. There is a difference between the suitability standard, the fiduciary standard, and someone explain this to me nicely. It's salesmanship and stewardship, right? right? And with that in mind, I think you alluded to this a little bit earlier. I, you've always um, been committed and passionate about upholding the fiduciary standard and doing uh, what's in the best interest of your clients. Can you share a success story or accomplishment that you're particularly proud of? 
Yeah, I'm going to bring this down to, to something foundational again. And I like to say, you know, this sort of brings it all together, finance, economics and other things. And it's why something like chat GPT, uh, I don't feel like is coming for me or what I do at all. And that's because of human things like empathy, uh, relationships, and you really marry those with your expertise. And what I like to do is kind of storytelling. And I think some success stories for me are actually working in cases where there's a real crisis, right? So let's just say, you know, a newly uh, widowed spouse who is is in crisis management time and but needs to make decisions that are real and involve finance and contracts and all sorts of very important uh, legal matters and so forth. And I think one of my great success stories is just to really work with someone like that, see their shoulders relax, uh, and just be able to give them even that little moment of ease in one area, which in the big scheme of things isn't as important as losing a spouse, of course, but using that expertise and the ability to communicate sometimes complicated matters in a way that puts someone at ease, uh, to me, that's not necessarily something easy to do. And I know that uh, something like AI or machines or robo advisors I'm not really worried about them uh, taking my position in that regard. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. I mean, we have education, examination, experience. There's another E, as you mentioned, which is really powerful, and that is empathy. What advice would you have for others who are interested in pursuing a career or learning more about a career in wealth management? So I would say, uh, in spite of what you often hear in the news, and even I have family members about how they're worried about their grandchildren <laughs> growing up in this world, and it's never been worse and all that type of thing. You know, I, I guess I'm an optimist by design, but I would say there's never been a really a better time to be in the wealth management, private wealth management um, career or even finance and economics, quite frankly. And I think there's a few reasons for that. Number one, it's very exciting because the rate of change is accelerating. So every morning is almost like Christmas morning, you know, going downstairs and opening up something new. Sometimes that something new can be scary, but uh, a lot of times it's an opportunity, right? So if there's a problem, then you create a solution as an example. You know, that's just the way that, that, that I choose to approach things. It's also no better time like now in this career to differentiate yourself. And I don't even mean with technical expertise per se. Again, I'm talking about, do you have genuine, authentic empathy? Do you have the ability to communicate and have relationships? And unfortunately, that's kind of, it seems like it's easy to differentiate yourself in that way. And I'll just take a very basic thing is I'm in a position to see a lot of resumes and have outreach from you know, undergrads or even graduate students. Uh, I've done a lot with the CFA Institute, of which I've been a member for a long, long time. And people coming into this career. And I can tell you that just even the very basics of how you connect with someone through email or in a conversation, uh, some of that art and science is being lost. And so I feel like if you can gravitate towards differentiating yourself, in your interest and in curiosity and authenticity, I think it's it's no better time really to pursue a career in, in financial advice, wealth management, that type of thing. I certainly appreciate your optimism because there's a lot of negativity 
Um, Can you share with us some upcoming projects that have you excited? Yeah, so I'll break this down into two areas. And of course, being an entrepreneur, as you are, uh, you know that everything sort of mixes together. You kind of are going 24-7, and that's okay. I would say from a business perspective, uh, really excited about some new things where it's an opportunity to maybe spread the love a little bit, right? So right now, it's it's kind of a bifurcated way to work with someone like me, right? You have a contract or fiduciary relationship, and it's sort of all or nothing from that standpoint, which is great. I mean, that's kind of the core of what we do and how we get involved. But got all this knowledge, wonderful technology. I mean, really, I'm approaching 30 years now in this career and have built up quite the network and other things that I would love to find a way to share, even if it's in a fractional way. And so I've got some things in the works to really make it easy and flexible uh, beyond the way we've traditionally done it. And I know the whole industry is trying to do that as well to give people, whether it's subscription models or you know month-to-month things or coaching or other ways to work with someone. I think that's great because after all, especially if you're purpose-driven, you've really got something to share. You want to try to share it with more folks. And that's really what I intend to do uh, with the things that I'm working on. And then the other thing is just personally, Rita, I'm so excited about this in many ways, just because uh, some some things really happened that were very impactful in my family many years ago now. And one of those things was we unfortunately lost our niece at two years old. She uh, she passed away from complications with Down syndrome. And so that's really been a heavy thing on all of our hearts. And so through some of our other work where we work with uh, special needs cases, uh, I came to find out about this new area here in Raleigh called the Tammy Lynn Center. And so already a long story, but let's just say there was a wonderful connection to uh, my niece and what she would have gone through as as an older child. And this would have been the type of place that would really been beneficial to her and her parents and, and our family. And so I'm really uh, proud to say that I've just joined the board of that organization and will be really dedicating my efforts to my niece, Allison Claire. And um, so that's a neat way where I can marry finance, uh, the ability to have empathy, uh, connect with people, connect resources. Uh, one of the things that they want to do besides you know, raise money, of course, for various projects is also to use data. Uh, to enhance what they're doing. So things like KPIs or key performance indicators, uh, that's important not only when you're trying to report uh, to get help with government programs, but also just to, um, they have a mission to really help with their human capital. As you can imagine, a place like that, you're competing for caretakers that are in short supply, right? So finding ways to use technology to enhance the way that you're training and measuring and all that sort of thing. So I'm really excited about that. And I appreciate the opportunity to, to share that with you. So it, it, again, brings everything together that I've trained for and have built knowledge and uh, continue to learn every day, of course, because there's a lot I don't know still. So it's an exciting thing. Congratulations on your board, board service. Um, and this is um, bittersweet, right? You're able to make a difference in the lives of others. Um, as we wind down, this is the opportunity for you to share um, website. How can we find you? How can we learn more about the work that you are doing in your community? 
Yeah, no, thank you for that. I would say the best way right now is really uh, our fiduciary firm has a website. It's Glenwood, G-L-E-N, one N, W-O-O-D. That's named after Glenwood Avenue right out here to my side here. But it's Glenwood, F as in financial, P as in partners.com. Of course, uh, LinkedIn is a great place to connect with me. Uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, those sorts of things. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I look forward to uh, people reaching out with anything that may be on their minds. I love to do that. It's a big part of, of what I love doing. And uh, so that would be great. Well, thank you so much. Now back to you, Hope. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Welcome to our to our world, because I think that there's a lot that we will be able to help promote that you're doing such a heartfelt program and project, Rita is very much, uh, that is that is the, her soul, the core. So we look forward to more from you. And thank you to our audience for sharing today's episode with us on Margaritas with Margarita Chang. I am Hope Katz Gibbs, producer of the show on the Incandescent Radio Network and Incandescent TV. Michael, Rita, we'll look forward to more with both of you. Have a good night. Thank you so much for being part of our Incandescent Radio and TV family. This is Hope Katz Gibbs, founder of Incandescent Incorporated, the PR and publishing company for women entrepreneurs. Our Incandescent Radio and TV shows are brought to you by our advertisers and clients. Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro, brings us 15 minutes of tips every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live, where you'll meet experts who are helping us flex our financial muscles. Find all of the episodes at margaritachang.com. You'll also meet intuitive psychotherapist Kara Keem, who interviews therapists and other intuitive guides from around the world. Learn more at karakeen.com. And you're going to love social justice expert Karen Hanrahan, CEO of the San Francisco-based Glide Memorial Foundation. She bridges the gap from local impact to global change on her thought leadership show on Incandescent Radio. Learn more about Karen at karenhanrahan.com. You're also going to love Alina Leal, founder of the radical wellness journaling company, zenitjournals.com. Alina asks, have you tried to journal but found it hard to keep up? Zenit makes it easier to journal for your wellness. With Zenit, you can customize your journal with prompts that speak to you. No more blank pages. Your Zenit is your personalized space to take care of yourself. Website, zenitjournals.com. Feel it, write it, Zenit. You'll also meet amazing Tracy Schott, founder of VoicesForChange.com. Tracy is determined to change the world and end domestic violence. Learn more at VoicesForChange.net. And we are so thrilled to be publishing a book for Angela Mitchell, who is the tech expert of case management. And she's also the founder of this fabulous organization, Kids Code 2. She is determined to teach kids to code computers. Talk about teaching a kid to fish. We invite you to discover and peruse all the Incandescent Incorporated websites, the magazine for women, by women, about women, incandescentwomen.com. Our health and wellness magazine is beincandescent.com, the business of mind, body, spirit, soul, and heart. Our YouTube channel is incandescent.tv. And you can learn about our PR and book publishing services at incandescent.us. If you'd like to have your own radio and video show, check us out at incandescentradio.com, where you can see what we can do for you. 
These podcasts are also featured on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Our podcasts are produced by Brandy Wilsker. Our videos are produced by Nelson Benavides. Our website developer is Max Kukoy, and our incandescent illustrator and designer is Michael Glenwood Gibbs. If you'd like to learn more, please send me an email, hope at hopegibbs.com. Here is to your incredible, indelible, incandescent success. Much love and many thanks.